Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece and as always with my co-host Samantha Tradilius. How are you? Or your life wife. Life wife. I'm doing really well today. I lifted some weights. I'm feeling fucking great. Uh, the sun's shining and I have little to complain about other than Mercury still being retrograde and people behaving really badly. I got plenty to complain about, but no one's going to listen, so it's fine. I'll just add it to my own personal list of complaints that I talk to myself about. Fair. So there we go. And speaking of self-talk, so today, I'm actually really excited today because this um, I've, been, I've been listening to a, a lot of podcasts and, and lot of Facebook Lives and things around this, um, sort of this mindset approach to fixing your shit. Uh, which mine clearly is not in the right place. So um, Jesse's going to have to help me today. Um, so we have with us Jesse Blois of Fox Therapy Services. Um, you have a kind of a litany of things that you do, but but um, you are a mindset coach, literally a mindset coach, which um, I. I definitely want to dig in on hard, a business consultant, you've got a podcast, you've got, um, you're, you're a licensed speech pathologist, but I feel like if we were going to button it all into, uh, um, button it all up, put it in a box, put a bow on it, you are a self-care advocate and everybody needs a Jesse Blois in their life. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, thank you so much for having me. First of all, I'm really excited to be here. And hearing you say that list of all the things I do is kind of surreal because I'm like, I'm really just like a mom trying to figure it all the fuck out. Um, and in the meantime, uh, do all those I'm, things. I'm in that camp. I'm in that club. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm a doer of things. Um, I just always have to have a task at hand. That's just my personality. So Yeah. Thank you. I'm so, I'm just thrilled to be here. So with mindset coach, and, and it, this yeah. is really interesting. Last night I was on my way to dinner in San Francisco and I was listening to a Facebook live uh, on my way because it started when I got in the car and I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but she said something to the effect of um, negative. When you have negative self-talk, there is a 94% chance that it won't, whatever you're doing will be unsuccessful. 94%, which uh, I think I'm probably the queen of negative self-talk. When when she talked about, well, let me give you some examples of negative self-talk. It was things like, well, I'm not good at that. So I'm never going to be able to, uh, it's just, that's not my thing. I, it's not my skill set. I say that all the time. Um it was, it, it's, it's really, I think we all do it. I hope we all do it. I hope it's we do good. all do it. We all do it. do it. I do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. So it's not just me. It's so, not just you. Um, I think this is a fascinating area that you are, have moved into because I think there are probably a ton of us and women, especially, I think have got to be like so much worse with negative self-talk than men. I don't know. Yeah. I'm guessing, but we are, um, cause we're, we're so hyper self-critical. Um, so what, what is involved in mindset coaching? Like if, if you talk to someone like me who says, well, that's just not my skill set. Yeah. And without even realizing that is kind of negative self-talk that's sending me down a, a prescribed path now. Um, what does that involve coaching someone to like literally think differently in their own head? Well, I just want to start by saying that the reason I got into this in the beginning is because of all of my own negative 
self-talk. I became a mom and a business owner kind of at the same time. And it really brought me to my knees. I really felt emotionally and mentally at rock bottom. And I got to the point where I just thought, who the hell am I? Why do I keep showing up like this? It's doing myself and everybody around me absolutely no good. And this is just not how I want to live my life. So I started just seeking out slowly any modality that could help me release my limiting beliefs and my negative self-talk and my self-doubts. Listen, it's not like it's cured. It's a lifelong project. But over a handful of years, I started to show up in a different way to uh, my job as a leader, as a mom, as a wife, as a friend. And life just got enjoyable again. It got hopeful again. There's certainly hard days, a thousand percent. I mean, I've always struggled with depression and anxiety. It's not like it goes away, but reframing those thoughts and addressing those limited beliefs, but not just addressing them like, oh, that's not my skill set. Yes, it is. I can do it. For me, it's more about why is that limiting belief there and going back to the core of it. So I'm actually more so when I hear like mindset coach, for me, I don't even know if I'm going to keep calling myself a mindset coach. For me, it's more of like the inner work, like inner work coaching. Because I feel like when we get down to why, why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we showing up the way we are? Who are we authentically and who do we want to be? And then just slowly peeling back those layers to uncover why our mindset is the way it is. I think it's a really unique approach to combine that with your business consulting and really make it more of a holistic approach mm-hmm. inside and outside for a businesswoman who, or just, you know, a woman who's just trying to get through in life. I want yeah. to ask, just to interject here, ladies, I have a question. So going back to just the basic you know, negative self-talk, Chad, where does that shit, like, where do we get that from? Where does it come uh, from? Our childhood, our parents, other kids. We were a week old. I mean, I think it's different for everybody. For For me, it was a lot of the conversations in my home and my parents weren't doing it to be cruel or mean. I think that was their way of making me who they thought was the best version of me but it was, it was negative and it became the story on repeat in my head. And then other things that just the identities that you take on in your life that become the voice that plays in your head without you even knowing it's playing. There's the problem right there. It, it, it happens so, um, subconsciously without, without any kind of effort, without any kind of forethought, I don't, how do you, how do you shift that thinking where you can literally catch those like in a net and be like, okay, these are the ones I have to fix. Cause I feel like mine are catch and release, like get the shit out. You know, like they're just like, I don't even know they're there and they're there. Like they're there. I like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of healing work and listen, healing work. And a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't do it, why self-reflection is hard and really looking it hurts. It can be painful. It can be lonely. It's not fun at times, but it's so worth it. It's so freeing, but it's a lot of, you know, they say like, you have to hear something 50 times for it before it really like sinks in. You have to look at yourself and examine yourself and try to really understand what's going on and reframe it and try to release 
or change the limiting beliefs over and over and over until it starts to naturally come up. Like those negative talks are naturally coming up. And you talked about mindset and business. One of my clients sent me a message the other day and she said, Hey, like, I really want 2023 to be the year that I'm the best boss that I can be. What books have you read or what seminars have you taken? And what, what courses have you taken about being a boss? And I said, um, I'm sorry, there is, I mean, you can read a book on leadership and that's great, but unless you're doing the inner work, that's just surface level. Mm-hmm. I said the, the work I did to become a better boss was work on me. Well, and I think a lot of people don't, like you said, it's, it's hard. Nobody, nobody likes to see their faults or their areas that they need improvement. Nobody wants, nobody wants to deal with it. And it's a yeah. lot easier to just kind of go with the flow and just kind of get going on that path. And so to really have people open up their eyes and say, okay, you know, I'm reacting this way because of this thing in me that, you know, triggers this moment, you know, and be able to really kind of dissect it. it it's not something that's in a book, unfortunately, ladies and gents, it's, something that is is a constant, you know, work of art that you've got to perfect. And we're all still fucking perfecting it. Let's be at 100%. Forever, forever we're perfecting it. Forever we're trying to figure out why we're feeling the way we're feeling. And then what, what do we do about it? How do we feel better? But you have to really want to feel better because the work people, is really fucking people hard. people don't want to feel better. Yeah, it's easier to not, it's easier to not go deep, right? It's easier to just keep doing what you're doing because you're used to it and it's your comfort zone. Even if it sucks and it makes you feel like shit, it's what you know and it's comfortable and it feels safe. Well, it's almost like the girlfriend that you have that's in the bad relationship that keeps telling you the same stupid ass story about her dumbass husband, dumbass boyfriend. You're like, just leave or just figure it out. And so many people don't with not just that scenario, but like so many different scenarios that aren't serving people don't want to leave them or change them because it's hard. It's hard. You have to get uncomfortable to evolve. Where does somebody, how does somebody start a mindset shift like that? Like they don't even know they don't even know that they're in that mindset. They don't even know because it's, you know, I think for so many of us, it's just how we function daily. Yeah. And it's how we functioned daily our whole lives. Yeah. Um, I think for a lot of people, it's, I mean, for me, it was at rock bottom. I just, I just couldn't even show up to work without like a Xanax because my anxiety was through the roof. And I was like, what the, f- this is not the life I want to be living. I don't two and a four-year-old. I mean, it was it's like, what am I doing? What, how long can I do this for? So for me, it was kind of feeling like I'm at rock bottom. My marriage isn't great. I'm not the mom I want to be. I'm not present because I'm so busy being anxious and everything that happens with my employees, I react out of fear. And like, that is no way to react to people. So I started really working on it because I just, I just couldn't continue. If you can catch it and realize there's an better way to exist in the world that's more joyful and free and abundant before you hit rock bottom, like props to you. But I mean, for me, I started with like getting my hand on any book I could get on any meditation journaling. I found EFT um, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping hypnosis. And now I'm getting certified in all those techniques to bring them to my clients because they were really life changing for me. And I think as you 
expose yourself to certain modalities, then you're ready for more and more and more because you see how it really can change, you know, the construct going on inside your, your brain and your body. Here's what I love about you and why I was really drawn when you and I were chatting was that you, you're very open about your experiences. And we've talked about struggles and different things time and time again with women. And the majority of people, men or women, don't like to talk about when things are a struggle or uh, hard because, you know, what it looks like on the outside is really fucking great all the time. But what's going on inside is like, dude, like you're in a place of like, what, what am I doing with my life? But then to turn it into a business and you're like, there's nothing more like awesome and, you know, just incredible than a woman who's walking the walk and talking the talk because you've been there. Right. Yeah. Not like, and you're still working towards it. So when you come and have a client, I'm going to be so much more excited to hear about somebody who's going through the same shit I'm going through. Yeah. It's having a similar experience than somebody who's just like, I took a class and now I'm a life coach or now I'm a, you know, a coach because those people are relatable and you're very relatable. Totally. And you know what? I didn't seek out like my passion in life when I was getting going, wasn't to be a coach with women. It was through my own, I have severe postpartum with my first child, luckily not with my second, but I've, I've lived a lot of hard moments as a woman. And also Samantha and I have talked about this. I'm such a proponent of like, women do all the fucking things. We do all the things like even this morning, sitting down at my desk was like, there's my husband's fucking hat again. Like I've asked you so many times, just keep my space clean. And like, there was a sweatshirt (laughs) and a hat. Like it's just all the things that they don't even know we're doing and we're supposed to keep it all in our brain and we're supposed to like be easy and smile and not have a lot of emotions. And I, I fell into this becoming my passion because I thought to myself, if I can use my experience and the knowledge that I've gained to hold one woman through their journey, to let her know she is seen, she is understood and I will help her process through this, then this was all for something. So that like that has made all of those hard moments valuable and worth it to me because now I can use my experience to show someone we can get through this and you don't have to do it alone. I love it when somebody can identify a business need and create a business around uh, something that they, like you said, this is not the path you thought you were going down. Mm-mm. It was not the direction you were going. Uh, you were, you, you know, you are a speech language pathologist, licensed speech language pathologist, you were working in speech therapy and helping people that way. And then because of your experiences, realizing, oh, there's, there's a whole nother, there's a whole nother area here that we can dive into. And, and I do think the authenticity makes you unique in that arena. And, um, you know, for, for, I think your clients, obviously a lot, a lot more as Samantha said, relatable. Um, Tell us, Typical client. Is it a is it a businesswoman? Is it a businesswoman who's at the top but is miserable? Is it a is it a businesswoman who's trying to get ahead? Is it a mom? Is it a, like what what's your typical client? It's all the things. So I'm still a speech language pathologist and I own my my business is a clinic. We do speech therapy, occupational therapy, feeding therapy. We work with mostly the pediatric pediatric population. Um, which is amazing by the way. Thank you. And it's, you know, because I was able to grow it and have this beautiful management team, I'm able to now do these other things that I'm really passionate about, but I'm still in that world running that business part of the time. So my, my clients started out as other speech pathologists wanting to grow their businesses and that's great. And that's beautiful. And I love it. But 
really the client is any woman. If it's motherhood, you're wanting to start and grow your own business or you're doing career development or you're just, you're breaking. I'm really passionate about breaking generational patterns that don't serve you and your family. Whatever it is you're processing through, it all comes down to the same stuff. It's who are we authentically? How do we really become that person? And how do we release those fears and those thoughts that are preventing us from living the best life we really can? I My little caption um, for my coaching business is find your yes. Like I just want to wake up and be like, hell yes, this is my life. Because if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. It's a hard no. So it's I a hard totally, no. I have a totally different question. And this is going with the speech therapy business. Yeah. How do you deal with parents? Because, you know, when, when you've got kids and they've got something, you know, that's not normal, so to speak, or yeah. what the form is, you know, you have this, it's this overwhelming situation as a parent. And I have experienced it with my daughter who had a little bit of a tough time with reading and different things. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like manage all the different emotions and personalities of these parents that are bringing their kids in? Because it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. And many of us are like, this is when it's your first kid, like you don't know what you don't know. So like any, even training your staff to like manage those, it's like a whole different component of the business itself and what you're doing. I would assume. Right. Yeah. It's such a good question because that's actually something I'm pretty passionate about. I too am a mom of two kids both have had different struggles, but real struggles. So I've been on the parent side as well. And I think it's so I want every family that walks through our clinic to feel supported and cared for and not just like a number, right? Another, just another client. Um, I, I think we have to really understand that if a parent is seeking our service, it's not for fun. It's not a dance class. It's because they're worried about something regarding their child, their baby. And we have to be empathetic. Some parents are really rude. And if you are really rude to my staff, there's been a couple of families where I've just like, we're not the clinic for you. But for the most part, I really try to approach every emotion from a place of empathy and something we've been doing more so recently is once or twice a month, I try to bring in a speaker. So the last speaker we had for my staff was um, a therapist that specializes in maternal mental health. So really um, bringing in different cranial sacral therapists or psychologists, just building a referral source. So my therapist can get to know the different professions in the area that can help our families. And then learning from them and knowing when to refer families for additional support, but just really trying to have like just grace. Yeah. For these families. Think- it's gotten harder since the pandemic though. People are not as. People forgot how to behave in the wild. Let's just yeah. know what it is. Like people are just it's, a disaster. And then people you- are a little bit more on edge, but um, I just, I always try to remind myself, like there's a parent in front of me because their child needs our help. And it's hard. And it's like, and it's hard. like when they're being a dick, you're like, okay, I guess that this is how you're going to react to this situation. But it's also like, it's hard because you're like, I don't want to deal with dicks. Right. Yeah, it, it is hard. Um, I will tell you, people are mostly upset when it comes to their money. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but we do take insurance and that when an insurance plan's not covering correctly, we tend to get 
the brunt of that. And I'm like, it is not, we did not pick your plan, but we try to like, <laughs> as much as we can send them to our billing team. Yeah. <laughs> um, and stay the good guys. You know, the stress around it, but yeah, they're, uh, mm -hmm. they are definitely, uh, diverting their anger in the wrong direction. Yeah. I'm like, I can't help. Like we can work on it for you stops. and I can write you a letter, but like, that's your plan. That's you. That's the deductible you chose. Take it, take it up. But with it's that. also like another part of your business. So it's like, you've got the mm -hmm. actual, you know, credentialed services that you're offering. Then you've got this emotional mess and then you've got the billing part. I mean, it's just like being a business. is so hard. It's a lot. It's so hard. And I'll tell you what I think the hardest part was and what really brought me to the mindfulness work and the inner work was I went to school to become a speech pathologist and I was doing that. And I just wanted to go get a caseload of 30 kids for myself. And then number 31 called and number 32 called. And I was like, well, I can't turn away a child. So I added a speech therapist to the team. And then people started saying, why well, can't afford your service? So I was like, well, credential with insurance companies. And then before we knew it, we have this whole staff. And then all of a sudden my job changed. I became a business owner. No one taught me how to do that. And that shit's harder than anything I've ever done in my life. Oh, 100%. I've never done anything that is, feels worse at times. I mean, it is the hardest thing without a doubt that I have ever done. And that really made me look internally. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's a lot. It's, there's a lot going on all the time. All the time. And you are just, you're not going to be the favored one. And then you're not going to make everybody nice happy. Big shit sandwich that's on your desk. Figure it out, right? Yeah, I'm the fire putter, Albert. Well, and we are like we're we're people pleasers. We just we just we want everybody happy. And in that role, oh. it is impossible. It will never ever happen. And it doesn't. It's not a reflection of you. It doesn't mean anything about you. But we, I think, as women, especially, we internalize it very much. Totally. And you know what, Stacey, right now I could easily say like, if I can't make everybody happy, it's not about me. Like I'm doing what's best for the business and I'm trying to take everybody into consideration as much as possible. But when I started doing this other work, it was about me. I was showing up in such a shitty way to my employees. It was, it was me. And I knew then that I needed to do better for the business. Yes. But like that, I just didn't want to be that woman. Well, it's like we were talking yesterday, Felice brought it up. You got to put your own oxygen mask on first before mm -hmm. you're going to be able to help anybody else and serve your environment and, and, and all the things. And all the things. It's, it's that hard, like opening up of that kimono and looking in and going, oh my God, I got to fix me. But like, there's so much shit to fix, but it just, it gets better. I always say like, if you can do the inner work, every other part the business, the momming, the friendships, the marriage, it will all improve naturally because you're, you're doing the work on you. But then we also need our outlet. Um, and you oh, have yeah. two of my favorite, uh, flowers and food. Like, come on, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about when you need to shut your brain off and just do something that just pleases your inner soul. Yeah. What are you doing? I, so if I'm at home, I love arranging my flowers. I have flowers throughout my house. My kids know like there's our flower arrangements in almost every room. I get my flowers from Trader Joe's, best place to buy them. Oh, and I totally agree with that. Yep. Yeah, best place to buy them. I, nobody talked to me, mommy's arranging. And sometimes it turns out beautifully. And sometimes I'm like, fuck, this one sucked. 
but it makes me so happy to create and then making a good charcuterie board because it's my time. I get to put it on the board. No one's talking to me when a child wants to come in and help me. I say yes, but it really is pisses me off. Like, but when you make that board and then somebody takes that first item or two off the board and it kind of fucks up the aesthetics of it. Yeah. Like, where's your head then? As long as I got a picture, I'm cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then if I, I really want to do some like, me time, I want to go out with my girlfriends. I love being connected to people. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It, the power of community is fantastic. And also another community that you're building is how you and I met is you've got a podcast. So tell us a little bit about that and these wonderful people that you're interviewing. Yeah. Um, I have a podcast called Power and Persistence and it's, bless you, it's basically me getting on, talking with women. I wanted to be just free and open, but I want to share the stories of different women, whether they're women that were big in the workforce and decided to stay home or women that are growing a business or they've worked their way up some huge multi-million dollar company and they're the CEO or whatever it is they're doing. I want them to share their stories, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly. And my goal when I created this podcast was that a woman would be sitting in her car listening and be like, oh God, okay, good. It's not just me. I can relate me too. I'm going through that because it's not just me. Yeah. I just (laughs) want all I want you guys. And I think a lot of us can relate is I just want to be seen. I want to be heard and I want to feel really understood and seen. And I hope that this podcast makes other women feel seen. Well, there's, there's validation in that, right? Like we, uh, and, and we can get so isolated in our own wor- worlds and our own challenges and our, and, and we do think that it's me, it's just me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's just me. And then there's validation in mm-hmm. numbers. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And it's you hard know, as women with somebody sitting in the car hearing that. Yeah. I hope so. When, as we get older, it's harder to get out there and meet women going through the same thing as you. Cause we're all so busy. We're so. all totally busy, but we're also totally in a space where it's like, you're, it's not that you're not putting yourself out there. It's just like, A, you just don't really have the free time that you used to have and, and, or the energy that I remember when like my girls were young, young, and I'd be like, oh my God, and I'd be everywhere. And now I'm like, uh, you know, and I don't know if it's a COVID thing or like, if it's just a thing where, you know, I'm a little bit more internal and not so external. Um, I don't know. I, for me, I think it comes with age. My husband, I've always been a very outgoing person. He said to me the other day, or I think I asked him, but I was like, would you describe me as shy? And he goes, when it comes to work, not at all. You can talk <laughs> to anybody and put yourself out there. But now when we go into like our personal life, you're shy. And I think I've become very internal as I've gone older, but I think the energy has a lot to do with it too. When I was really growing the business and my kids were a little bit younger, I gave all my energy to growing this business and then everything else I gave to my family and I didn't see my friends a lot. And now that it's all kind of evening out and I've done a lot of that internal work and I'm coming back, my girlfriends who I've had since high school have been like, you really disappeared. Yeah. And I was like, I know I'm really sorry. I didn't have anything to give. Well, and I think also we're a little bit more protective of mm-hmm. our time and our space and the people that we share space with. It's, you know, for, I remember growing up, my dad would always be like, when you get older, you'll have five people on your hand that you can count as friends. And I was like, God, like what a loser, right? You'll need five people. And like, honestly, I have five people that I can yeah. count on one hand that, that I 
hold so close. And the rest is just, you know, it's here. But there, as you get older, your circle, your time, your efforts, they definitely become a little bit more shifted. They do because we only have so much time. And I really want to pour into those important relationships. I pour all my relationship into my life wife, Stacey Place, who who basically I want a wife like a life wife. wife. I want one. Yeah. No, it's gonna be on the hunt. It's I love that you guys get to do this together. It's so fun. We have a good time. So Jesse, where can our listeners find you? What is your go-to spot for all things, Jesse? For all things Jesse, um, I'm on Instagram at, at Jesse Blois. It's B-L-O-I-S. There is no E on the end. Um, and then my website's jessieblois.com. I and... love on your Instagram that you have so many sort of positive messages and positive affirmations. Like I, I love when those pop up because sometimes we just need to be reminded of some of these things. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I just want, I just want women to find a way to be empowered that's and to not get to where I felt like I was right and that's what it's all about and I think that you're providing a platform and uh, an ability to have you know a friend out there that can help get through these different hurdles that we all go through Jesse you are fantastic a fellow uh Southern California gal we grew up in the same town so our stars couldn't have aligned for a better reason Uh, We appreciate you and we hope everybody else gets out there this week and is inspired.